0: many of us at least in america have been conditioned from a very early age some of us were blessed not to be conditioned this way but most of us have been where oh you don't feel good okay let's go to the doctor it's this immediate power dynamic of we don't have control over our bodies and how we feel and how we navigate how we're feeling even in the case of sickness but it's this let's go to the doctor let's get a pill let's get an antibiotic let's get a whatever
1: Hey, friend, welcome to the Cup of Chelsea podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Holden. And as you can tell by the name, Cup of Chelsea is because I'm obsessed with coffee. But more than that, I am so passionate about giving you a weekly dose of inspiration and uplifting encouragement. You can also be sure to chime in to interviews and conversations with some amazing people. So grab a cup of coffee, get comfy, and let's dive in to today's show. All right, hello friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Cup of Chels podcast. Today we have another special guest on this episode and I am so freaking excited to introduce to you Trina Krug. She is absolutely fantastic. I have had the pleasure of being on Trina's podcast The Mystics Realm. It was so great with her and her partner that run that show. She's doing fabulous things in the world. One of them which we are going to talk about is a recent online retreat called The Healing Path, which had a plethora of online experts talking all about holistic wellness and bringing different avenues for healing. And Trina herself is a holistic health and nutrition coach. She infuses Reiki, crystal, and sound healing in all of her containers. And after navigating her own health journey, Trina left her 20-year career as a software engineer and received a master's degree in complementary and Alternative medicine with a focus in treating illness and disease holistically and naturally. Her mission is to empower women to achieve their dream life, complete with a healthy body, clear energy channels and a peaceful mind. So without further ado, let's welcome Trina in. I'm so glad you're here, friend. Welcome.
0: Hello, everybody. Thank you so much, Chelsea. It's such a pleasure to be here. I love talking with you. And as we talked about a second ago, I hope this continues. And I hope we keep having all these amazing conversations. So I'm really looking forward to today. So thanks for having me on.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it's such a pleasure. I feel like we're in each other's lives so much these days. And it's so fun. Like the internet just is so amazing to me, how we get to connect with people from all over. And Trina and I, for those of you listening, actually met inside of the Quantum Coaching Academy, where we both got our certification. And it has just been such a joy to see our evolution over this last year since, you know, being inside of QCA and what has evolved from that. And one of those things that Has I have seen evolve is Trina really putting together this healing path. So tell us more about this online retreat that just happened. I'm so excited to share more about that with our listeners.
0: So let me start by just giving a little bit more of a background on my own personal journey, which led me there. So as you kind of mentioned, I was a software engineer for most of my adult life, you know, up until about you know, seven years ago, I was doing Ironman races, I was doing marathons, I was eating healthy, I was thin, I was all the things that I thought I needed to be in order to be what would be considered healthy. And then about five years ago, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's and adult onset type one diabetes, both autoimmune conditions. So clearly there's something going on with my immune system and, you know, things just aren't operating the way they should be operating. And so... It was kind of an eye-opener to me that being thin, exercising, and eating right, there's just more to it than that. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many more things that are involved in health, holistic health specifically than just those things. And so it really became this such a powerful calling that I quit my job. And as Chelsea said, I went, to, went and got a master's degree in alternative medicine, because it was, I just needed more. I needed to know the things outside of conventional medicine and then outside the things that I already knew. And so that led me into becoming, you know, holistic nutritionist and working with other women specifically in holistic health. But then even that, like there's this whole other piece that was just kind of nagging at me and that's the energy piece, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I'm a complete quantum science geek. And so I, anyone want to talk? Quantum science, I'm thrilled to talk quantum science, but I'm a total quantum science geek. And so quantum science tells us that we are 99.9999% energy. And so when you look at it like that, and we look at our bodies and we look at our health, we are all energy energy and so it makes me specifically look at illness and disease differently so if i were to look at cancer or i would to look at you know something that's in my body rather than this physical thing that's in my body or disrupting things in my body it's energy it's energetic and so that's what then allowed me to pursue the energy side of things. And I became a vibrational medicine practitioner. And so that's where the sound therapy and the Reiki and the kind of bringing in of the shifting of the energy piece really came into play. And so what I like to think of, you know, what my services to women specifically is just this holistic approach to full body health. And by body, it's four bodies. It's our physical body, our mental body, our spiritual body, and our emotional body. And so with all that said, you know, what I realized is that with people in general and myself being one of them in a lot of ways, we tend to look at specific groupings. Like we look at the energy side or we look at the physical side, or, you know, we, we, we kind of look at it from a chunked perspective. Hmm. And I don't know that we can all achieve that optimal state of health that most of us are searching for, you know, with just looking at a partial piece. And so about, I don't know, six months to a year ago is when I really started getting this calling to like, I need to, I need to bring all these together in a way that's digestible for people. Mm. Because sometimes even people in my own family, it's like, when I start talking about the energy side, it's like, they shut down. It's like, oh, that's woo woo. You know, that's your thing. That's great. We don't need to hear about it. You know, I'll, I'll stick with my, my doctors and my pills and, and that's where their comfort is. And that's okay. But what I wanted to bring to the table was just this opportunity to open some doorways and to plant some seeds and to allow for information to be disseminated in a way that maybe people haven't been accustomed to before. And so what this online healing retreat is about, it's, it's taking the body, the mind, the soul, you know, the spiritual side and kind of bringing it all together and bringing in 15 experts. Chelsea is one of them, by the way. She didn't mention that before, but she's one of them. Shout um, out. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> to just talk about talk about healing and health from all these different perspectives. And so, you know, we talk about gut health, adrenal health, addiction, shifting energy. We talk about chakras and crystals and conscious connection, like connecting to other humans and connecting in with ourself healing disease, holistic nutrition, just, we kind of like take a full spectrum view of what does holistic health mean. And my hope is that people will kind of take this journey of like, oh, well, I I resonate with that. I resonate with that. I resonate with that, that not so much, but even if they don't, that seed has been planted and maybe a couple months or a year down the road, they'll go back to it and be like, oh, okay, maybe that I do want to go down that path. Or maybe, you know, someone that hasn't like experienced the energetic side of things might start looking at things that they're dealing with in their physical life a little bit differently and allow themselves to be able to shift that because they're looking at it from an energetic side instead of a physical side.
1: So that was a lot of rambling of kind of how it all came to be. No, not rambling at all. That is so beautiful. And I love everything that you said there. And especially the part about planting the seeds and really exposing people to this new information, right? It can feel so woo and it can feel so out there to us only because we haven't been exposed to it, right? And just like you were saying how you know you were in your career as an engineer and then noticed these things with Your physical body and realize, like, hey, you're getting this ping, you're getting this nudge that there's more to it. There's more to this, right? Like, that's because the seed had already been planted in you. And so then it's just a matter of allowing ourselves and giving ourselves permission to really be curious and to really follow that curiosity, too. So, the same thing for me, right? The same thing for me when it came to the spiritual path and it came to coaching in general and my own, you know, deep dive into energetics and my deep dive into human design and everything else that I'm into is because I've allowed myself to just navigate that these, certain things that I'm curious about with an open heart and an open mind to really see what does resonate with me and I love that you have been able to piece together all of these chunks as you say you know for people to to take what resonates to leave the rest but also with that intention of planting the seed and really that's what it's all about is taking that seed and the seeds that Do resonate, then you just nourish it and you allow it to grow and you get to reap the benefits from that. So I'm curious to know what, since you've now, you know, been on this holistic journey with yourself and with clients, like what have you seen come from that?
0: You know, it's been interesting what the most beautiful thing is, you know, there, there were people in my life that were sick with you know, specific ailments, and there was a lot of doctors and a lot of pills. and let me let me just preface this by saying I am not anti-Western medicine. I am not anti-doctors by any stretch of the imagination. There is a time and a place for medicine. There's a time and a place for everything. But there's also a time and a place for other approaches as adjunct therapies to things, you know, our existing care. So I just want to make sure that, like I am not against any sort of medical treatment in any capacity. Having said that, there are so many options out there that are less harsh on the body Mm -hmm. and less harsh on the mind. And so, what I found with people is specifically with mindset, like mindset is huge. And so, when I'm working with women, mindset, even though I'm a nutritionist and a health coach, the mind is what we often focus on first, because what we think. So, let's go back to everything is energy, which also means our thoughts are energy. Everything is energy and everything exists in our field. So our thoughts aren't just these things that, you know, come into our mind and then leave and then they're gone. They're there. Like When when we give that energy and we create what's called a thought form with that thought, it's there. It's there in our field. It's present within our energetic field. And so how we think about things really dictates how we go through this life experience and how we go through this life experience is what we feel what we experience, you know, the things that we go through on a day-to-day basis, the things in our body, the things in our mind. And so, you know, when you dive down into the mindset and really start to make shifts in our belief system and in our subconscious programming, there's a lot of health benefits that come out of that. And that's the surprising thing I think with most people is realizing how different they feel and how their, their path that they've been navigating suddenly changes and starts to shift once they start making those mindset changes. So I think that's been the most impactful thing that I've seen in the people that I work with, as well as what they've seen as well.
1: Oh, I freaking love that so much. And mindset has just been like a key word lately. It's, it's one of those things I feel like, okay, yeah, I've got the mindset already done. And you know, then I start focusing on other things, but it, always comes back because we get into like the deeper layers, right? Like that something from our subconscious ends up coming to the surface because now we're ready to start working with it. We're ready Mm -hmm. to release it. We're ready to move forward from that old conditioning that we had too. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. And I'm curious, like what, what is some of that underlying you know, subconscious thoughts or, you know, maybe just like habits that you tend to see as kind of like a trend when it comes to like working with clients. So
0: the biggest thing that I see, and this is, let me back up that this is something that was kind of my, my catchphrase for the healing path retreat was about taking our power back. Mm -hmm. And so that's what it starts with. And most of us, I shouldn't say most of us, many of us, at least in America, have been conditioned from a very early age. Some of us were blessed not to be conditioned this way, but most of us have been where, oh, you don't feel good. Okay, let's go to the doctor. Mm. It's this immediate power dynamic of we don't have control over our bodies and how we feel and how we navigate, how we're feeling even in the case of sickness, but it's this, let's go to the doctor. Let's get a pill. Let's let's get an antibiotic. Let's get a whatever. And so for many of us that's how we grew up so here we are adults and that's what we still do. But now a lot of our ailments and issues are much bigger than what they were when we're children right but we still have that mindset of oh this is hurting i need to go to the doctor and i need to get a pill. And unfortunately a lot of these pills and and medical treatments are symptom suppressors. And again this is nothing against doctors this is what this is our medical system and doctors are taught medicine right? So we're suppressing symptoms, but we're not getting to the underlying issue. And so for me, it's the whole, like taking your power back to say, let's look at it this way, Reiki. So Reiki is energy healing. And, you know, Reiki is one of those things that a lot of people like, okay, that's woo woo. Like, that's great that you do it, but I'm not interested. You know, I'll, I'll go over here because it's looked at as woo woo. And I could sit here and I could talk quantum science all day and explain why it's not woo woo. But, you know, Reiki is a lot of times, it's the hands that are used as practitioners, right? So let's think about what happens when your stomach doesn't feel good. What do you do? Mm. You put your hands on your stomach, right? You know, your your little child has has a headache or their their temples are hurting. What do you do? You put your your hands on their face. You put your hands where we're hurting, right? That is like nature's way of showing us energetically, that when something is hurting or something is off, we have this energetic connection to this universal life force where we have that, that power within us to be able to help. Right. And so, yeah. so that's just like one little thing of people. I bet most of you like, oh, yeah, I do do that. Like something hurt, my head is hurting. And so I'm going to put my hand on it. And oftentimes, the moment you put your hand there, it feels better. Right. Yeah. You know, and it may not be permanent, but, but it is something that is tangible that you can feel. So that's, I forget what the original question was, but, but that's kind of what I've, I've seen in terms of just people taking their power back and to take, taking more of that control into their own hands. And my kids, I will say my kids, most four of the five are teenagers. Some are even out of the house and they grew up in that way of let's go to the doctor, but not anymore, you know, but still the ones that are at home, still will fight me on it. Like, Oh mom, I don't feel good. I need a doctor. It's like, no, you don't honey. You're fine. I know it sucks right now. But you'll be okay. <laughs> you'll be okay. You know? And then three days later, they're totally fine. But did we need to go to the doctor and get an antibiotic? No. Do I take them when I think it's necessary? Absolutely. Right. But it's not yeah. needed for everything.
1: Yeah. And I think too, to that point, like part of our power is being able to confidently choose to confidently choose when it is time to go to the doctor, when it is time to take that medication, you know, and I agree with you too. I believe that doctor and medicine has its place and purpose, but also I feel like it's used as a crutch. I also feel like it's just, it can be abused even more. So, you know, when it comes to like pain management and everything like that, because it's quote unquote, easier to take a pill than it is to do something that might feel a little uncomfortable. And I think too, a lot of times with Reiki healing, it's, you know, our energy healing of any sort that can stir up a lot of that, Unconscious shit for yeah, us. And that can does. be very uncomfortable. Whereas if I just take this pill, it's gonna suppress it, you know, and I'm gonna feel better right now. The same thing when it comes to like drinking and everything yep. like that, right? Like if I just do this, it's gonna numb it out, and then I'm good and rocking and rolling. But really, you're just putting a fucking band-aid on a knife yeah. wound. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm I'm curious what has been either your experience personally or working with people when it comes to. Moving all of that unconscious stuff and helping people navigate those those fearful, scary moments because I, I really feel like this can be such a big block for people in wanting to go deeper into their own inner work.
0: Mm-hmm. So I will also preface this by saying I don't work with trauma, so I don't mm-hmm. work you know with deep traumas. So let's I'm going to answer this question outside of the trauma sure. responses. But in terms of like the fear and the discomfort of being able to move through that, there's two things. One is we talk about intuition and getting to a place of being able to trust our intuition because our intuition is always right. But we often lose that connection to our intuition and to be and being able to hear it and to be able to trust it. Because even, even if we hear it and even if we want to trust it, so often we're surrounded with the no, you need to go to the doctor or, oh, you need to go this, or you're wrong, or you're going to make a mistake. And, you know, and so like, we have a lot of that coming into our field. And so finding that confidence to trust ourselves is a big thing. But in terms of like dealing with the subconscious programming and the belief systems, you know, because these are things that we don't, we can't see, we can't touch, we don't know what they are. We know we respond in a certain way, right? But we don't know why all the time. And when it comes to belief systems, I have this cycle diagram that I love sharing with people. You know, it's like we have our belief systems and our belief systems contribute to our emotions. Their emotions then contribute to our thoughts. Our thoughts will then start dictating our actions and then our actions will dictate our life experience which then reinforces our belief systems. So it's this cycle, right? And so there's two things, the quickest way to change that cycle, even when we don't understand what that belief system is, it's hard to go in at the belief system level, and it's hard to go in at the life experience level. But if you go in at the emotions, the thoughts, or the actions and make a shift, that shift will then filter down through the rest of the cycle and it will ultimately get back into our belief systems and start making a shift in that unconscious belief system. So that's one way that I work with people on shifting some of that subconscious programming when we don't know what it is. But then the other way is through observation. And that's just, I I tell people, just observe yourself for a day or two. And don't like, don't be on your best behavior you know, like when we know someone's watching us, we're on our best behavior. Like, I love don't that. do that. <laughs> don't do that. Just observe and w- observe without judgment. Observe what you feel in certain situations. Observe your thoughts. Observe your actions. And just the simple act of observing brings about this awareness. And so even if you don't make any changes, you're now aware. And you start to become more aware of what might be that programming underneath and what might be driving some of this subconscious behavior that is happening that we don't understand. And so just observing and then becoming aware will start to allow you to start shifting those belief systems also.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I absolutely love that. And I think that In that observation and in that awareness, we always, you know, we hear a lot like awareness is the first step. It really is the first step in order to shift things. So I'm so glad that you brought that up and really just, you know, highlighting how simple it can be for us Mm -hmm. to reclaim our power, just like you said, right? Like really reclaiming our power. So seeing somebody being in their power how would you describe that or even being in your own power you know just so somebody can understand like what that might feel like what that might look like you know as they navigate life you know claiming and feeling the sense of empowerment it's the sense of flow
0: that's the word that i love to use with that it's just this flow it's this ease It doesn't mean life is like, you know, all simple and everything's, you know, peaches and cream and wonderful, but it means that you're in, you're in this flow zone and, and you're just moving. And, you know, we could talk about manifestation and, you know, we can talk about all these different things that, that things just like you're, you're navigating in a way. So let me back up. I like to think about it energetically and from a vibrational standpoint, and here's where sometimes. People think it's a little woo-woo, but it's it's not. It's, you know, you can talk about it in terms of science, but it's the whole like attracts like, mm-hmm. right? From an energetic standpoint, you know, science tells us that two frequencies, it's much easier for them to go in line with one another than to be slightly off, right? So like, if you are operating from a... Frequency of gratitude. Gratitude is on the high end of the list. On the bottom end of the list is things guilt and shame, right? So if you are operating from, you know, the higher end of the frequencies, then what is going to be attracted into your field and into your life experience is that that matches that frequency, right? And so when we are the creators of our reality which i like to say which by the way is a very empowering statement yes. it's not it's not a blame statement it's an empowering statement which means if you're not happy with what's around you right now you have the power to change it and one of the easiest way to change it is to raise that vibrational frequency of of you and gratitude is a great way to start for that by the way but you know when you're operating in that like higher frequency then again, that's what you're, you're bringing into your life. And so that makes that navigating so much more just fluid. Yeah. And it's not, you're not like running up against all the hardships and all the roadblocks and all the stumbling blocks. And, you know, what the like attracts like that dictates what we attract into our lives and what we repel away And most of the time when people hear the word attract, they think of positive things. And when they hear the word repel, they think of negative things, but that's not how it works energetically. You could be attracting the things that you don't want and Mm -hmm. repelling the things that you actually do want. And so when you're in that flow and you, you have your mindset, right? then we make sure that that's, you know, energetically swapped to make sure that we're attracting the things that we want energetically and repelling the things that we don't want because we are not operating at that energetic level. So those things cannot come into our life.
1: Beautiful, beautifully said. I love that so much. And yeah, it is interesting because you do think of the, the positive side of attracting and repelling, but to put it in the perspective of, okay, well, if I'm not liking what is coming into my world, what is externally, I need to focus internally. Then what is my mindset right now? How can I shift my actions or these thoughts and really start to hone in on the gratitude, start to elevate my frequency. So then I can start repelling the shit that I don't that I don't want, right? And so, and it can be just as simple as that. So I think like all of this is so beautiful and you have just this really amazing way of making it tangible and digestible for people to hear. And just like listening to you, I'm so engaged in what you're saying. Like, I feel like we could go on forever, but for the sake of the time for the show, you know, I do want to wrap up. And I'm curious if you have just, you know a couple of tangible tips for people to use to you know get feel back their power to live in this you know state of flow or any last little bits of advice and yeah any any medicine wisdom that you would like to share as we wrap up
0: so the thing that i would like to say would be this because when people start that journey of shifting their energy and trying to raise their vibrational energy and their vibrational frequency it's like standing at the bottom of a staircase. Not that you're at the bottom, like don't think a bottom is like bad, but you're standing at the bottom of the staircase and you're looking up at the top and you're like how do I get there? Right? And and it's this daunting task, which is whereas standing at the top sometimes it's pretty easy to get to the bottom with one tumble, right? But <laughs> vice versa, you know, it's what I like to suggest is just taking that one step at a time. And being happy with that step, because even if you take one step a day, you know, who knows how many steps is a staircase, but let's say you took one step a day in three days, you're on stair number three. And so you can like turn around and be like, cool, that's where I was before. And here's where I am now. Right. And then be happy and feel gratitude for that and then keep going. And the more stairs that you go, the more momentum you're going to get, because you're going to be able to feel it and see it and experience it. So it's okay that you can't get to the top of that staircase, or I shouldn't say can, might not be able to get to the top of the staircase just in one day or one week or one month. And then the the next question people ask oftentimes is, well, how do I take that first step? How do I get, you know, to the step ahead of me? And my biggest thing is gratitude. And I and I know I mentioned this before. Gratitude is the highest frequency that we have. And so every day when you wake up think before you get out of bed, before you look at your phone. And I mean, some of us have alarm, I use my alarm on my phone. So, you know, if <laughs> you have to look at it to turn your alarm off. That's fine. Put it down and just lay there with your eyes closed and try to think of a couple of things that you are absolutely like have a lot of gratitude for. And this is not the flippant kind of gratitude of, okay, well, I'm, I'm glad I live in a house and I'm, you know, like not, not that kind of gratitude, but real deep gratitude. And it can be simple things. It can be I woke up today. Yeah. It can be, there's food in my fridge. Maybe it's ramen noodles and, and that's all we got. But hey, that is food for my body. Maybe it's, you know, um, I was able to afford a new toothbrush and I love it. And I'm so happy that I can clean my teeth. You know, maybe it's, I just bought a brand new car and I paid cash. Like whatever it is, feel gratitude for that. And, and when I say feel, I mean, feel, don't just think it, but feel it, feel it in your heart. Like taste it, smell it, see it, touch it. Every sense that you have or all of your senses, feel gratitude. And that is the quickest way to walk up that staircase. And it's going to start your day on a whole other level. And, you know, the way that I like to practice this too is I like to start just by laying there and taking some deep breaths and really go down into my heart center and just start feeling the energy of my heart. And just feel what it feels like and just start like expanding that energy of my heart center and then start adding on the gratitude. And it's going to expand that love and that that field of gratitude. It's going to expand it around you into your field. And remember, like attracts like. So if you are experiencing and filled with and surrounded with gratitude, then that's the frequency of things that you're going to be pulling into your life. And so that, that's what I would love to leave people with.
1: It's just beautiful. And I'm like tearing up over here just because as you're talking about this, I'm like imagining myself doing that. And I do that quite often and will do it even more so now just because you've given me this beautiful reminder and all of us this this practical step to do. But I'm just tearing up because. It is so true. And when you aren't just flippant, as you said, I love that with Mm -hmm. gratitude and and you're not just making out a list, which can be okay, but not Mm -hmm. the same. What I'm feeling right now and and what brought me to tears is truly how good and juicy that gratitude gets to feel for Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. So, uh You're amazing. I love you so much. Thank you for coming on the show. And I know that we're going to see more of you and how can others connect with you first of all and then what is oh before we get into that we do have a special code for anybody that would like access to the replay of the healing retreat so be sure to head to the link in the show notes and use code cupachels for a special discounted price which trina has so lovingly gifted to us and all of the listeners thank you so much for that and how can people? connect with you and just get in your energy and work with you so that they too can feel this gratitude and start their own healing journey. So anything you could possibly
0: want to know about me, you can find at my websites. It's Trina or the mindbody design.com. Those are kind of the two places where I put my heart and soul into whether it's podcasts or articles or recipes or experiences or memberships on social media, I mostly hang out at at Trina Krug. That's my Facebook page. I'm really starting to like Instagram or I'm starting (laughs) to hope to want to try with Instagram, but it's at Trina Krug on Instagram as well. Hopefully by the time you hear this, I will actually uh, be a little bit better, but
1: um, (laughs) mostly it's Facebook for right now. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Trina, so much. I love you and we will catch you next time. I love you too. Thank you. Awesome. That was so much fun. I don't know about you, but I had such a blast. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Cup of Chels. And I am so freaking thankful that you're here and that you've decided to spend this time with me and listen in. I know you've got a lot of choices out there. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. If this episode resonated with you, or if you know it would be a great listen for somebody else, please don't keep me a secret.